0: Freudian episode of We Only Look Thin. I am your super ego host, Catherine Weigel, and with me today is my... uh Egotistical husband? No,
1: I'm all id. <laughs> I am all id 100%. This is, uh, and I'm all in as well. Who are you? This is Donald Weigel. Hi. I am your husband. I am your uh, weight loss and fitness partner. You and are. I am 50% of We Only Look Thin, and I've lost about 100 pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. And I've kept it off for uh, pretty close to two and a half years now.
0: That's amazing. I'm yeah. actually almost on three years. Yeah. I think it'll be. We're gonna do a maintenance episode soon, but uh, yeah, three years. I kind of lose track of time. It all happens so fast and so slow. It only took <laughs> forty-five years. It goes so quickly. It's
1: so quickly. Oh,
0: fun times. No, but I always get dates wrong i'm like how long have you been maintaining a day i don't know like what is maintenance nobody knows yeah
1: no one has heard of that
0: but i i'm very bad at details in terms of when things happened like i would hate to be someone who was interviewed like for an autobiography because they're like did you even live your own life because (laughs) nothing that you're saying actually makes sense there's no timeline i (laughs) I keep – we have a a Google photo frame thing that shows pictures, and I have all of these ideas in my head about times that I lost a lot of weight, and then I see pictures, and I'm like, did I – ever lose weight because it seems like i well i did but like, I'm yeah. like i lost a 100 pounds did you because the pictures really don't look like it so um pictures don't say all the things words say the things and writing down things says the things.
1: yeah i know we're not actually doing a tip of the week but maybe a tip of the week is like if if you do get when i should say when you get to your goal weight um, look at pictures of yourself <laughs> on a regular basis from beforehand. It's a nice deterrent. We have photos of ourselves, a uh, hundred pounds, hundred and fifty pounds heavier, scrolling through our living room. And
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a whirlwind of. It is uh, a
1: harsh reminder of uh, how things used to be.
0: Yeah, you know what? And I know this isn't a tip of the week. It's not. I'm not going to say a tip of the week. Wow, <laughs> so, everybody, surprise! But I was so terrible about actually tracking my weight. And yeah. my measurements that every once in a while I'll find a shriveled post-it note at the bottom of the closet with some measurements on it. It yeah. has a date, but not a year. And then I've got to like carbon date it to figure out what year I was yeah. that weight. Yeah, I, was, I have
1: two post-it notes that have my measurements on them, but I have no idea what year they're from. But it's like it's a, so not helpful. It at is all. a
0: treasure to go back yeah. and actually be like, oh my gosh, I, I know what my weight was this year. It's amazing. Because I kept throwing things away for shame, for shame. And I wish I had just been consistent. I know apps didn't, uh, the only thing that an app was in 1998 was an appetizer, not yeah. an actual app to track. Man, money. I
1: was good at apps back then. Oh boy, my favorite <laughs> apps.
0: Uh, awesome Blossoms. Yeah, <laughs> It holy sounds cow. so let's healthy. Just, let's like,
1: not just name appetizers no. now.
0: It sounded healthy though, because it said Blossoms.
1: Oh, yeah, it was a it's blossom. It's a flower, basically, yeah, a deep-fried It's basically flour. calorie-free. It's
0: onions. onions
1: I, are- I think those <laughs> things have literally like 2,000 calories do. in them or they something. They do. It's Del- insane. It's
0: delicious. They work magic. But uh, please track your weight in a place other than on a Post-it note at the bottom of your closet. And that's yeah. uh, that's our... Random tip of the Random week. Random
1: not tip of the week. <laughs>
0: well, do it. Do it. Um,
1: but uh, we're not here for all of that. This has been all preamble now, so far. Now we're going to amble. We're, we're going to amble. Post amble. amble. Post <laughs> amble. Um, there's going to be an amble and a post-amble. There,
0: there's actually going to be lots of categories of things. Yeah. There's going to be phases. There's going to be levels of things. So we preambled. we're going to amble, and then we're going to post-amble.
1: I forget exactly where it came up, but uh, one or both of us were recently reminded of the classic uh, children's story from the 1960s by Shel Silverstein, The Giving Tree. The
0: Giving Tree. I know we do a lot of harvesting of old memories to come back and assault you as a grown-up and yeah. this this episode is like it's that more That's of what the it... same <laughs> what other part of my childhood are they gonna I ruin with uh a...
1: don't know where you were going with that but <laughs> it's more of the same if you've liked our other episodes this is pretty much similar to those let's
0: see how can i make deputy dog about weight <laughs> loss
1: <laughs> do not mess with deputy dog <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy.
0: Droopy Dog, Deputy Dog, so oh, many my kinds goodness. of dogs. All
1: of the dog names that started with D. Um, so the, the story, you can, you can literally read the entire children's book in literally four minutes. I don't know why I just said literally and literally, but you can read it in about four minutes. And I will link in the show notes. I found a YouTube video, a couple of them of somebody reading them, uh, to pictures and animation. So you can, if you're interested in the whole thing.
0: Do you know that I spent most of elementary school trying to weasel my way into doing book reports on Shel Silverstein books? Like, <laughs> In like sixth grade or fifth grade, I'd be like, "Well, can I just do it on the Giving Tree?" Like, okay, the book is like four words, and you're gonna do a book report on it. Like, could you just read something yeah. at your age level? Like, go for Beverly Cleary, like something.
1: Okay, I know this is a tangent, but I wonder if that was a an indicator of the like food laziness that was going to it, come. There
0: was very many there's indicators like a, a of the laziness lack of ambition. factor.
1: You know, yeah, lack of ambition equals also. A lack of keeping your food stuff together.
0: I don't even want to talk about... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway.
1: All right. So... Uh, I was we're,
0: very lazy and we're it showed not, in my calories. We're not
1: researchers into uh, the psyches of uh, sixth graders. But, but we're going
0: to talk about Freud later. But first, we're talking we about...
1: We So... Silverstein. In The, the Giving Tree, uh, I, I assume most people listening to this have read it or, you know, at some point in their lives. But essentially, to sum it up... Um. there's a boy. And, <laughs> and a tree. And a tree. And this little boy hangs around the tree when he's a boy and he climbs the branches and hangs out. The tree the, is so
0: happy. The tree is
1: super happy to have this this boy around. And then the boy gets a little older and he doesn't doesn't come by the tree very often. And she's
0: like, hey, what's up? You want to hang out? And the, and the kid's like, hey, I just want money. <laughs> I just need
1: money. I, can you give me some money, tree? And the tree's like, well, I can't give you money, but here, take my apples. Climb up, take my apples. I you like them go, apples. You can go sell them in the city. And so the boy takes the tree's apples and then bails. like it <laughs> Totally
0: does, bails. Does it Later like, days, like tree.
1: <laughs> ghosts on this tree after taking the apples. We're
0: paraphrasing.
1: The, the tree goes to the city. And yeah, Shel Silverstein said ghosted and bails. Later days. And um goes to the city, sells the apples, we presume. The story doesn't give us the details on that. And then disappears for a long time. And then he comes back. And the tree's like, oh, my goodness, I'm so happy that you're around. And the boy's like, I. I want a house. Can you give me a house? And the tree's like, Well, I can't give you a house, but you could cut off my branches Which would
0: be super chill That'd and be totally totally
1: fine to cut off all my branches. I'll be a branchless tree by myself with no apples. <laughs> but that's chill. But that's totally chill and cool. Yeah, yeah. No. And so the boy takes the branches, and we presume builds a house with them, uh, or probably, in the case of this boy, hire somebody else to do it yeah. with money from Apple sales. <laughs> and and then he disappears for a long time, and then he comes back, and the trees and and the boy is like, you know, I don't know. We presume he's like middle aged at this point. Yeah, and he's
0: having a, a midlife. Midlife crisis. crisis. And he's
1: like, I'm so sad, the boy says. I just want to build a boat and sail away. Can you give me a boat? And the tree, like, begrudgingly is like, well, you know, I... Is you,
0: it, it going to make you happy? Because yeah. your happiness is my happiness. Right. Yeah, which is tree, super
1: chill. The tree's happiness is completely wrapped up in the boy's happiness. And he's Not, like, okay. uh, I've actually probably taken longer to read. this. This is longer
0: this than the story. Than the
1: actual story. So he... He tells the boy, chop down my trunk, you can have my trunk, you can build your boat, and you can sail away and sail the, away, so sail now, away, now the tree away. is just a, a stump in the ground. Super chill. And the boy comes back when he's super old and the the tree's like, I have nothing left to give you and the boy's like, Well, I don't need any of those things anyway. I just want a place to sit down. And the tree's like, Hey, I'm Sweet. a stump. <laughs> you can sit on me and we'll be happy together. <laughs> and they die. <laughs> yeah. And so when I was a kid, that's super
0: chill story.
1: Yeah. It's super chill, super uplifting, <laughs> super happy. When I was a kid, I think I thought about, you know, that stupid tree. Why would it <laughs> why would it give that boy? That boy took advantage of that tree and he should have.
0: Well, but I think like phase 1 is like you're a kid and you're like, "Sweet, there is a never-ending resource that will just give me everything I want. Yeah. Hmm. What could that represent? <laughs> Phase two. Yeah. Is you're you grow up and you read it and you're like, wow, uh, that kid just takes without regard. And the tree is a parent. Everyone. Yeah. The dun, tree dun, is dun. a parent.
1: Shocking surprise Baruch twist. Salt. Yeah. The
0: tree just gives and gives and <laughs> gives. That kid kind of sucked. Yeah. But then phase three. Phase three. Yeah. You realize the parent needs to set some boundaries because the kid was just a product of its environment and the tree never set any boundaries. And I've I've been at that phase for many, many years. Like I read that book and was like, wow, boundaries would be nice.
1: Yeah, before you get to phase four, I think that there's a certain point in my life where I would read that story. Not that I read it over and over again, but where I would read that story and like I think that we would ask ourselves the question, why would – you know, if you're the boy, if you're looking at it from the boy's point of view, the boy who becomes a man, why would he just take and take and take from that tree and not give back? And you ask that question, like, and you think to yourself, that is a terrible person, you know, just taking and taking and not giving back. And then you think to yourself, the flip side of that is from the tree's point of view, why would the tree just give and give and give and leave itself with nothing? Why wouldn't the tree set some boundaries? And, you know, we say that that's just terrible. They're both Terrible
0: (laughs) people. (laughs) They have no coping skills. Yeah. But I... There was a meme recently that was a play on the giving tree, and it said something like, the kid wanted branches, and the tree set boundaries, and was like no thank you. I will not give you all my bound uh, all my branches and the tree had boundaries and the tree was happy. Yeah. And as a grown up I'm like, oh my gosh, boundaries. That's something I've learned in this whole weight loss journey and I have to have boundaries with people and with my boss and with everything and that's wow, that is a good thing and this is the new meme that I love. But then recently, I don't know what I was doing. Probably sitting under a tree somewhere as a dew. And
1: then an apple fell in your head, and you invented gravity (laughs) like Sir Isaac Newton. No, that's a totally different story.
0: But. It occurred to me, you know, it's like we're always looking for ways to tie in our childhood into weight loss. And it only recently occurred to me that there was actually a fourth phase of the giving tree. And I dropped this truth bomb on my husband like a an apple.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think we've all seen that gif of the guy whose, like, mind explodes. And that was me. That was yeah. him.
0: Uh, so, phase four... This is the surprise phase. And I bet you're all like, what is she going to say? And I'm going to say it now. You realize that you are the child and the tree is your body. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you are both child and boy and man and tree
0: and tree you are all of it
1: and you have your whole life been taking from yourself
0: bump 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 oh my God. the real gosh. monsters tree are people are people <laughs> but we take from our bodies and we forget to give back like it is a resource that never ends and then you you end up with stumps and sunsets in the end yeah and It occurred to me that in this whole process, and we're going to get into this, is that we deplete. Oh, we're into it already. Oh, we're into it. We're not going to get
1: into it. We're into it.
0: We vandalize, neglect, naysay, deplete, antagonize, and bully our bodies all the time. Yeah. Yet we expect it to be a resource that never gives up on us. And when it does, we get mad at it and forget that it was our responsibility to nurture and care for our bodies the whole time.
1: Yeah, and and I I think that I get upset, actually. it it For a long time, it's really bothered me when people say things like, my body is trying to tell me something, or no. I need to listen to my body. My body is just really craving chocolate chip cookies right now, or my body just really needs like a treat right now. And I feel like it's this way, it's this thing that we do to abdicate our responsibility for our own actions. We... We set it up in our minds so that our bodies are some kind of separate entity right. from us. And it's all just us. Yeah.
0: Well, and I know there are and we, we literally just talked about it before we started this podcast, so you know I'm going to say this, but <laughs> we we give like our inner mean girl or our inner mean guy another name. Like yeah. it's some like like, oh, my inner Morticia is being a jerk to me or my inner mean girl is, you know, saying negative things and we disconnect ourselves. And and I've seen this actually in the weight loss process in the last four years is people saying like, oh, my inner Morticia is being mean to me or saying negative things or my inner Morticia is the one that was and I'm using a name that's like so neutral that nobody has actually named that because I don't want to offend anyone in our right. studio audience by being like, ah, she used my name. That's not the inner mean girl also morticia who is the one who's binging or who is the one who is responsible for the negative thoughts
1: yeah it's like it's like you're 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 carrying around like there was tv show and books dexter where he had this like dark passenger who would make him do terrible things and um it's It's sort of this idea that you set up that you're not responsible for your own actions and it's all just you. You are your body. Your body is you. There's no separate, there's, you know, it's not two separate entities walking around. It's not a tree and a boy. It's one thing and you're taking from yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that there are. You know, like, people say things like negative Nancy or lazy Susan or whatever like that sure. you, come, you come up with. These. <laughs> no, you have a friend named Susan who's like, I hate the lazy Susan. I hate Susan. lazy
1: Susan, yeah.
0: Yeah, the, uh, anyway, but, like, it's not negative. Hit your name's
1: Susan, let us let know us about know. it. Let us know.
0: I'm sorry, my friend Susan. Uh, we love you. Uh, but... That negative Nancy or the, you know, the inner mean girl, we blame that person for our actions and that dark passenger. And by separating ourselves from it, we're not taking responsibility for it. And just like, you know, with, you know, we've talked about managing your canaries in the past or the canaries in a coal mine, we separate the giving tree into the body, which is the tree and the habits, which is the kid. Yeah. And our... Bodies, I think, as my body's telling me whatever. But right. like, we physically need. Oxygen, fire fiber. We need to stretch and move our muscles. We need vegetables. We need water, sleep, sunscreen, protein, moderation, positive thoughts, checkups, flossing, mammograms. Like we need all of these different things yeah. to keep our bodies running. And when our check engine lights go on, we ate the aches and the pains and the exhaustion. We just think that it's like we got a bad. We got a lemon. Like we yeah. want. Like, where's the return policy? Like, when is the expiration date? Because our bodies so are. Wait, it was a us.
1: lemon tree with a check engine light <laughs> in it. I'm, I'm a little no, bit you don't like the
0: lemon law on cars.
1: <laughs> I'm just Look, kidding. mix
0: metaphors like a mix trail mix it's all just in there into one goopy mess you're
1: a mixologist yeah, basically.
0: but like but our habits are the kid yeah you know we smoke we drink we eat fast food fried foods we sit we give negative thoughts to ourselves all the time we neglect we eat too much sugar we're gluttons we drive everywhere instead of walk we stay up late we eat pop tarts and sell ourselves it's breakfast food because there's strawberry jam in the middle so that's basically like eating a fruit salad yeah we go to all you can eat we get postmates we eat trays of brownies and we say that they're for the neighbors and we eat them all because it's not good enough
1: um and we tell ourselves we deserve treats that we we deserve this that i've earned it you know and all these lies we tell ourselves right
0: and then we see our number on the scale and we we say we eat like everybody else and it's not fair we can't get out of bed because our feet hurt. And when I see, I'm just going to say me instead of us yeah, because yeah. it's all me. Uh, it took me five minutes to get out of bed 10 years ago because my feet hurt so badly because I had a bone spur and because. My circulation was so bad, and I would get Charlie horses at night. Sorry, if your uh, name is Charlie,
1: let us know. I would have to take two hour naps in the afternoon, you know almost as often as I possibly could get away with it, you know every day and and would dread having to walk up the stairs in our own building, you know the one flight of stairs, or you know just spend parts of vacation sleeping in hotel rooms because I had no energy to actually do anything fun
0: right, and we would. You know, going back to the giving tree where the were the kids showing up with, you know, the tray of fried Oreos uh, and funnel cake also because you want to get your money's worth at the fair. And we would end up with indigestion and acid reflux and we would feel sick the next day and hung over from our food choices and we would be up on the scale and our pants wouldn't fit. And we would wonder why it was happening to us. It's a mystery. Like, yeah. why is life so unfair?
1: And, and I'll tell you, um, I spent 45 plus years just taking and taking and taking from myself, taking my apples, taking my limbs, taking my trunk. And then I, you know, one day... It, well, he it, went it, to the arborist. It sounds, <laughs> yeah, I went to the arborist. I went to my doctor and my doctor was like, looked at my blood work and said, you have like, bad type 2 diabetes. Your A1C is... Look, I have a chart here, and the number is on the chart, but it is off the charts. <laughs> your- well,
0: and your BMI is, like, double what a human's BMI yeah, should be. Yeah,
1: exactly. And um, you will lose one of your actual limbs not a tree limb but an <laughs> a actual, like, limb. arm or a leg it is a complication from diabetes that happens to people all the time if you don't do something you could lose your sight and i finally said you know whoa <laughs> that is enough i'm gonna be more stop. specific
0: because it's all a mystery still
1: i didn't know how i was going to give back to my body i thought all fun and joy were over.
0: (laughs) You were basically like flat earthing yourself. Like, why is this happening to me? It's a mystery. It's a
1: mystery. Exactly. I had no idea. And I knew I had to give back. I had to start, you know, I had to stop. You know, basically, strip mining my <laughs> my body. I had to stop cutting down the forest so that was me, you know, and just burning the wood.
0: Strip mining. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's
0: that was or fracking.
1: Fracking, exactly. Um, and I needed to start giving back, and I started doing that in the form of reducing my calories, watching my healthy food, adding more of it to my life. Adding more exercise to my life, and I know that sounds painful to a lot of people out there.
0: Can't I just do nothing?
1: <laughs> exactly, you know. can I just eat what I want? And that's that's what I was before the type two diabetes diagnosis. And now I have I have slowly over time given back and given back and given back, and now. You know, not to do that thing I said don't do, but my body gives back to me. I have a sense of, and I know this is going to sound corny as heck, but I actually have a sense of power in my movement. I feel really good. It feels great to walk up a flight of stairs and for it to just mean nothing to me anymore and it feels great to be able to grab multiple bags of groceries at a time and it feels great not to have to nap all the time and I get so much more done and I just have such a more zest for life in general after doing this it it feels like I am a whole tree again with my <laughs> apples intact.
0: And lemons for some reason also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also and a check engine light.
0: Yeah and you have this like magical part of your, your thing you can't kick the kid away (laughs) somehow there's (laughs) like a kicking part of the tree but right now we have spent the last four years managing and giving back to our tree and creating a balance but we have said it before donald and i have gone on many diets before i went on my first diet when i was 12
1: oh my goodness like
0: i i can't i actually don't remember the first time you went on a diet
1: i it was, it was in my teens, okay. for sure, yeah.
0: So we went on many diets before, but we didn't make the connection between the tree and the kid. And kid rhymes with id. Yeah. It's actually part of it. Special K yeah. added to id equals kid. Yeah, well,
1: and at that time, it was all about just getting down to a certain weight or having kids stop teasing me for being heavy or whatever it was. It was all about the immediate gratification of it. Even, even trying to be healthier at that point was about immediate gratification. And I, I never thought about long term. I never thought about what I was going to be like when I was older. I never thought about how I was damaging myself for the future. I just wanted to be a number for vanity. So right. girls would like me and people would stop teasing. Teasing me. And it was more about that instant gratification. And I thought of it as temporary. It was just this thing I was going to have to do for a little while till I was fixed. And then I could be like everybody else and not worry about it anymore.
0: Right. It's like, you know, Earth Day, suddenly like planting, you know, vegetables and trees and be like, I love Mother Earth. And then like the next day, you know, you're setting rubber cement on fire in the quad at your school. Like, yeah. like you, you can't just have Earth Day one day a year. You've got to, you know, tend to the tree and the plants and
1: whatever but yeah. so we're not arborists we're not arborists
0: <laughs> but i uh i took as many as one psychology classes whoa at mercer county community whoa. college in you're the basically fine an expert. state of new jersey the garden state of new jersey yeah
1: um, and in gardens they sometimes have trees they do and if you're in britain garden is a yard and you <laughs> usually have a tree in your yard
0: <laughs> whoa this i is, don't know where you might have heard of Freud. You mm. might have heard of him uh, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, this or, is the
1: Freudian part of the episode yes, we mentioned like an hour ago. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so Freud came up with the idea of the id, ego, and superego. Um, he was not problematic in any way, so no. we're not going to talk about no, it all and, the ways. And
1: nobody questions what he said no, back then. never. Now.
0: No, but he had, and this ties into weight loss because everything ties into weight loss.
1: It's all about weight loss if you haven't figured that out yet.
0: (laughs) Um, But talking about our weight loss in the past, where it was just sort of this end point, this, you know, going from all indulgence to no indulgence, this ties into the id ego and superego. Yeah. So I'm going to start with id. Because uh, it rhymes with kid. And
1: when you were a kid, you were all id. <laughs> I was all id. And some people still are.
0: Yeah. So um, Webster's Dictionary defines id <laughs> as the pleasure principle. The id is disorganized. There is no collective will. It just focuses on the satisfaction of instinctual needs, which is basically my whole life oh, yeah. from age four until 41. Yeah. I was led by what my body told me, which was many Pop-Tarts and sodas, oh what my, my body needed. Yeah,
1: my body said it wanted that all the time.
0: And we focus on that when we're not in the you know weight loss zone. It's all about how much we can get, how much value we can get, all you can eat, fried, fast, easy, like – and that's the way I lived. And that's the way we lived. We have yeah. talked about it many times
1: of multiple takeout meals and wine and appetizers. And and then just being shocked that we couldn't, you know, maintain a weight or get to a, a weight, you know, like we were victims of some outside force when it was really just us doing it to ourselves all the time.
0: Right. So... The way our pattern would go in the past with weight loss is that we would be 100% id, just eating and drinking and, you know, doing everything we wanted until we got to a point where we couldn't fit into our pants or we decided that we were going to get Eye of the Tiger and and suddenly be new people. Yeah. And I'm going to skip over the ego
1: Oh. and
0: go right over to the superego, which was the diet plan that I did for p- the 40 years before this time. Yeah. The superego aims for perfection and the ideal outcome. I'm going to say that again because I am adding you, dear listener. Yeah. It aims for perfection and the ideal outcome. The superego can be thought of as the type of conscience that punishes misbehavior with feelings of guilt. Example, why did I binge? you're blaming the id, you're going back to like, oh, why can't I just be perfect? Why can't I get this right? Yeah. You see that sort of angel and devil on your shoulder and it's this absolute perfection or absolute failure.
1: Yeah, and if you can't maintain your diet and exercise plan in a 100% perfect way, then why bother? Why do it at all?
0: Right, so it's that 100%, you know, all the way to the finish line and then back to the id you decide your course based on the ideal version of weight loss. Okay, well, I'm going to have shake meal shake. I'm never going to go out with my friends. I'm never going to go on vacation. This is going to be like
1: my life. And shake is not milkshake. It's Protein protein shake, which is an actual diet that I went on for a while and was miserable the whole time. But
0: I did that thing of like the master cleanse, drinking lemon cayenne water and then barfing up salt water, which literally happened because that was part of the plan. I did the cabbage soup diet and didn't want to go visit friends in college because I had to stick to the plan 100% and couldn't do that in a public setting. So it was that angel devil, that 100% super ego. And if I can't have perfect weight loss, I'm not going to do it at all. And those were the two lives that I lived. Yeah, I didn't it was even it, realize or
1: super ego there was no in between. Right,
0: it was either 100% take or 100% give. And then I found out that there is the ego in the middle.
1: Oh. Ooh. So um, it's not like Clark Kent and Superman. It's not like the ego is the mild mannered the super- <laughs> like wearing glasses and then you know the, you take the glasses off and suddenly you've got a cape and a cool ah. outfit on. Yeah, it's not like that.
0: Okay. So the ego, this is where my, my guy Freud knew what was up. Yeah. Um, ego is the sense of self. It's what you show the world. It's the reality principle. It focuses on harmony, the practical, long-term benefits, organization, and balance between the primitive drive and the superego. That is where Donald and I have been yeah. for the last four years. That's
1: where we live now is in that ego town. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lego, we my have ego. Huge
1: egos. <laughs> but
0: people say like you're oh, you're egotistical. Like, yeah. and that sounds like a bad thing, but it's super awesome to be egotistical. <laughs> but that but that like All or nothing is essentially id or super ego. It's either you're on or you're off. It's you're 100% working out or you're not working out. You're 100% on plan or you're 100% off. And that perfection never works. I don't know any book, any podcast, any success story that was like, I don't know. Everything just went perfectly. The story of Albert Einstein, you know, everything went perfectly. Rosa Parks, like... There is a process. There is a, you know, there is suffering that comes along with the success, and being at a point where, and it it takes practice. It's not like it just suddenly comes to us. I didn't know I was. Oh my goodness! Yeah, working in the ego the last four years. Well, and for the first
1: year, I, I was, I tried for perfection most of the time, and it was this real balancing act to learn how to plan indulgences. You know, I, I went from being all over the place, no planning whatsoever, just eating what felt good, doing what felt good, to trying to stay on this plan, to then realizing that I had to consciously work these indulgences into my life, or I was just going to snap at some point. And so it's the conscious planning of your indulgences, at least for me, that was a giant key to being able to make this work. It was living in that middle ground between complete abstaining everything and moderating things and doing it in a very mindful, planned way that really worked for me.
0: Well, and to go back to the apple tree, which I suppose is what the giving tree was lemon tree, apple tree, so many different kinds. (laughs) I prefer it to be a juicy fruit tree because. Juice, oh yeah, juicy Oh fruit my goodness. definitely grows Juicy on fruit trees. tree was that oh. was like
1: I want that still.
0: <laughs> I still do I still look to see if there's one available. But and I know it's it's just like a book that's like three pages long. Uh, but the apple tree could be harvested in a mindful way that is sustainable to yield more apples in the future. Yeah. Trees can be pruned by a professional arborist to promote growth in a sustainable way, like you don't have to chop down limbs, you don't have to go 100% and end up with a stump and figure out what to use with it. Like we keep that check engine light keeps coming on and we keep getting results like fatty liver disease. There are a one C is high. Our BMI is high. All of these different numbers keep popping up and we can't figure out why life isn't fair. And it's the figuring out the moderation of the giving in to those impulses and the id but also being mindful in a way that can sustain the life of the tree and to say no to that frigging inner toddler that just wants everything now and is like Veruca Salt and is going to pout about everything Everything, because you're not getting that immediate fix and that uh, that immediate high. Like we are grown ups who are responsible for sustaining our bodies. It's not about, and this is where, and I didn't even tell you I was going to go into this. This is where the like body positive movement is so hard for me. Because if you don't have kneecaps and legs and vision and you're, you know, a healthy heart and healthy lungs, you're not going very far. Yeah, Like it is all well and good to love your body. And I think that that is part of the like the giving tree is like we look in the mirror and we hate our, you know, wiggly bits. We hate our flab. We hate our arms. We hate, hate, hate. And Putting in all of those negative thoughts is not a growth mindset. That is not a sustainable vision. The bodies that we have today are going to get us to our future. And if we're in a position where we have neglected ourselves, this is the part where the extra love and care needs to come in to help sustain that weight loss. Because hating yourself then, saying, I hate myself unless I'm this number, I hate myself unless I'm this BMI, that is not a way to grow like a Beautiful forest of people like that is growing from hate is not sustainable. And we did that for so long and finding a way to find that harmony. And it takes practice. This isn't suddenly like, Oh, I heard this one podcast and now I'm going to sustainably manage my, (laughs) my, my weight. It all of this is practice. All of this takes. Practice to let go of those negative thoughts. It takes practice to manage your inner toddler who is just kicking and screaming and saying, Why can't I have a tray of brownies? Why can't I get every single snack at the amusement park? Why can't I just sit all day? Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. Seeing our future, seeing this book play out and be like, Oh, there's a stump at the end, everybody. Like, spoiler alert what kind of stump do you want to be?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But
0: like there are, you know, it is very hard to see our future selves and to really recognize that it's a symbiotic relationship, that there is give and take. But I have, you know, and I, I know I've said this before, I had one grandmother who wasn't physically active, who wouldn't follow up on her physical therapy, who didn't really care what she ate. And she was bedridden for the last few years of her life. Yeah, And her mental clarity went down. Her physical ability to even manage going to the restroom by herself was taken away because of her inactivity. And she had the ability to do it. She had nurses, but she just wouldn't do the physical therapy. I have another grandmother who's 95 years old. Did physical therapy, kept mentally active, kept going, and she's 95, 96 years old right now, and she's still moving around. And we forget that we're doing this for our future selves. It seems like a different person. It doesn't seem like, oh, yeah, 30 years, 40 years down the line. Who cares? But like we – have to start planting these seeds right now. We have to start taking care of ourselves, whatever phase you're in.
1: There are medical issues that we cannot control and there's nothing we can do about those. Those are gravity issues that are beyond our control, but there are many issues. I mean, seriously, I know this isn't true for everyone, but every medical issue I had ended up being tied to my weight. And once I got that under control... All of those issues went away and I became a healthy person for possibly the first time in my adult life. And I may have medical issues in the future that I cannot control, but I am going to fight and fight and fight not to turn into that stump that can't even get out of bed. Um, that tree stump in a bed (laughs) (laughs) for some reason, but I am going to fight not to become that and not just let it happen or worse, cause it to happen. I have decided that I am going to take hold of this and be proud of my future self or have my future self be proud of my present self for doing all of this work.
0: Well, and like I said, No matter where you are in your journey, whether it's day one and you feel like you're already down to a stump and you think it's too late, it's not too late. Oh my
1: goodness. Like if we can do it, you can do it. I mean, we seriously, if you know we've got over a hundred other episodes where we talk about how we were the worst, we were the worst. And now we've turned it around. And I'm telling you, You have the benefit of everything that we learned. You know, you can listen to it and get that from us. We were just sort of trying to figure this out as we went along. And if we can do this, trust me, you can too. I believe in you. I know you can do it. And you can get to where you want to be and go into your middle and late age in a healthy state.
0: Well, and going back in just sort of the the practical sense of it, when you see the giving tree as, you know, like, wow, that spoiled kid didn't do anything. And like, yeah. that tree needs to set some boundaries. So this is the part where your ego comes in and starts asserting some boundaries. It is critical to me To close the kitchen at 8 p.m. That is a boundary. When the kid comes calling for apple pie at 8 p.m., you don't give the kid apple pie at 8 p.m. The figurative apple pie. It is about setting some boundaries. It is about not clear cutting yourself every day (laughs) to get, you know, to, to get what you, what your id wants. Stop
1: clear cutting, stop fracking, stop strip mining.
0: But, that, you know, it's not about being perfect, but I guarantee you, you can stop eating at 8 p.m. If, yeah. Not that there's anything magical about that number, but if you're snacking after 8 p.m., you can close your kitchen. You can time your eating like Donald does, where he has snacks throughout the day at certain times. You can track your food. You can sit with the discomfort of your inner toddler not getting that second dessert or that extra appetizer with your takeout meal. My brother, I don't think he listens to this podcast anymore. When we used to go to the grocery store when we were little, he would want like a He-Man toy or like some toy at the checkout and he would cry and kick and scream until my mom would give in and give him the He-Man toy. And You have to sit with that inner toddler discomfort of being cranky for not getting what you want in the moment. It is okay to be uncomfortable. It is okay to not get everything your body desires because it's not your body. You just like, it's you. Yeah. And food is delicious, which is a problem for us. It's It's still really good. It's not suddenly like, Oh, it doesn't even taste good to me, but being able to sit with that discomfort for the long term benefit. I actually, I don't know if I told you this the other day, but I'm, I've am i been hitting my calorie deficit for a long time and it feels really good. Yeah. And my my thing right now is what do I regret when I wake up? Like that is the thing that I know I need to work on. And I had like, I went, I know this is really stupid in micro, but I went like 20 calories over my target <laughs> yeah. and I woke up the next morning. I was like, why did I have that extra 20 calories? And it's not about the calories it's about the pride that i feel in myself of yeah. shutting down my inner toddler it is not the end of the world i am not actually concerned about 20 calories what i'm concerned about is my ability to just say no right. to myself and to cut myself off because that inner toddler gets stronger every time you give into its whims so if you can walk away with this, shutting down your superego, shutting down that perfection, shutting down the all or nothing, your ego is your grown-up part that knows the difference between your toddler and that perfectionism that is simply not possible. So practice self-care. Practice you know, making a list of what your actual body needs versus what you're giving it every day. If everything you're giving it comes from a can or a package with an elf on it, maybe <laughs> like maybe step back from the Keebler family as your yeah. source of like your tree habit is like the, they live in the tree. It's not the tree that you want. So um start dialing it back a little bit. And really do some introspection on what is possible for you. How much does that kid rule your life? How is your tree managing? Like, are you like, oh, this definitely is not a symbiotic relationship. Like, this is definitely one where I am clear-cutting myself every day. You are worth so much more than that. And that inner toddler, that id in you, can definitely dial back. You are capable. And if we are capable, we know you are too.
1: We know you are too, and whether it was your inner toddler or your ego or your super ego listening to us, we are appreciative of all three of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We're grateful to every single listener. If you would like to uh, get a hold of us, give us any show ideas, tell us um, how you have defeated your inner toddler, give us some suggestions for future episodes, you can reach us at our email address. We only look thin at gmail.com and uh we will respond
0: yeah we are on the social medias on instagram twitter and facebook at we only look thin you can also join us at our weight loss accountability group Walt Place you can find out more we about We Only Look
1: Thin place yeah
0: uh, you can find out more about that if you go to our website weonlylookthin.com and click on join our support group it is a uh, support group for women uh, it's a it's a just a lovely place to be vulnerable and honest and get support from other people going through
1: their and maybe occasionally get advice on how to care for trees yeah. I don't know <laughs> it's for women so I don't know what they talk if about if
0: you're a master gardener <laughs> let us know
1: <laughs> exactly it's for,
0: I don't know no, it's like ah, yeah, girls. I don't know. No, Donald is in the group as an admin, and if someone tags him and say a post about night pickles, usually then he, it's about pickles. Usually yeah. it's pickle usually based comedy.
1: Post pickle posts about me. Yeah, yeah
0: but otherwise he uh, he's hands off How many posts can
1: Pickle Pepper yeah. post about? pickled peppers i don't know
0: exactly but uh we are super proud of the group and it is just a great place especially in this time of covid to be honest and work on yourself uh while living in the real super not non-super ego regular ego world so
1: and if you would like to uh stop being the boy in the giving tree story and give a little bit back to us Uh, we would really appreciate if you went to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review, and uh, it really pumps up our ego. I was gonna say, oh, that. I, stole I didn't your step joke. on your joke. I didn't I step on it. I was joke. sitting here going,
0: I'm not gonna step on his joke. He's <laughs> gonna say ego, and I'm gonna let
1: it happen. Uh, if you could give us a rating uh, and a uh, quick review, would be even uh, nicer. It really helps people find our show when they're looking for uh, fitness and weight loss podcasts. Um, preferably five stars, but we'll take the honest feedback if uh, <laughs> if you have uh i mean hopefully five stars is your honest feedback but if you uh if you want to give us some other feedback we'll take that too
0: yeah so if you still don't know the difference between a giving tree and a juicy fruit
1: tree just remember
0: <laughs> that donald and i are an,
1: an inspiration, inspiration asian, asian.